for any of the listeners out there, this bit is not going to be PG. My friend Triple H and my friend Stone Cold <laughs> were doing this, and they were like, sorry, what? No, they're good. Incredibly overrated, though. No, they are not. Incredibly no, overrated. they are not. Nah, 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 nah. If he was just to die off just now, I'd be absolutely fine with it. Has he got art for a period? I don't know. I'm clearly going to shag you, so well done. Hello and welcome back to the K&K Wrestle Factory. My name is Kyle, I'm one of your hosts and I am joined, as always, by Kaylee. Hey! So, this week, we've not really watched any wrestling, to be honest. Uh, so, we are doing something a little bit different. We are essentially interviewing ourselves, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, that's only we can describe it. We just thought we would... We want to eventually start talking to other people, so we thought you should know a bit about us. So that'll be class, hopefully. So, admittedly, right, we've not really watched much wrestling this week. Uh, we've been engrossed in reality TV. Oh, we watched the best show ever. So if anyone has Netflix, which is everybody, um, thanks Mark for Netflix, um, you need to watch The Ultimatum. We don't really watch reality TV shows, but this is honestly the biggest mind boggle that you'll ever, ever see. Um, basically, there's like six couples, they all give each other an ultimatum, which first of all, they're only like 23, 24, and they're given ultimatums after going out with someone for a year to get engaged, like, hold on, Betty. Um, and then they, they go into this little thing, like this, is it a hotel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's initially a hotel, yeah. So in a hotel, and they all say about who's giving it a mate and why they're giving it, and then the twist is they all have to date each other. So it's like wife swap, or like couple swap. They have to like swap and then date everyone else, which is the other couples. So they're dating like a couple feet away from their their partner. So it's like everyone's jealous. Then they choose one of those people that they went on that date with to live with for three weeks in this tiny little apartment thing find out if living with this person means that they love their person more or if they want this new person, it's messed up. Um, and then they get three weeks living with their original partner. Some of them want to kind of like stay with their partner. Some of them want to now move on because they've, they've cheated. It's absolute drama. I'm all for it. And then the finale is on like Wednesday. Yeah, tomorrow as this gets released. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Now, the thing I said, right, is this sounds good, right? But what would be even better is a wrestling version of this, right? Imagine you put six tag teams into this environment, right? And then you let them have matches with other people for three weeks. And then you see if they gel better. At the end, they make a decision. Do they stay together? Do they change? What happens? Do you know what would be good for this? you know how, um, what was it, Impact they're called now? Did yeah. that reality house a couple months ago? Wrestle house. Yeah, they could do this. They could. And then they could see, do I work better? Could you imagine the weird mashups you would get? And it's like, do you want to choose them? Do you want to go with a new person? Love it. Love the drama. I love it. That is a great idea. And I'm, I'm, I'm noting that down. And if anyone steals it, I expect royalties. Right, so let's just get into the old uh, the old questions. We've got some generic questions lined up uh, just to kind of get to know us a little better um, and just to kind of talk about you know how we got into wrestling you know what our favorite what makes us tick essentially um when it comes to to pro wrestling so the, the first thing that we were sort of talking about is is what got us into wrestling so kaylee what was it that they got you got you hooked on the old wrestling 
Um, so I've got no attention span. Oh, I know. Everyone knows. So anything that kind of hooked me was really into. So when I was little, basically just kind of like most people I think my age, my dad used to watch like a lot of like sci-fi and stuff. And on the same channel when his programmes finished, especially on like a Saturday morning, you would then get the the review show. Um, what was it, Experience? Experience, yeah. Yeah, you'd get that. It would come on. They would just talk about all these larger-than-life guys, these women that were crazy and, like, could fight and all that and stuff. And I was like, oh, what's this? It was basically, like, superheroes. Afterburn as well. Yeah, that was one, Afterburn wasn't it? was yeah. good. So, basically, I was, like, a massive fan of, like, superheroes and comics and, well, violence, basically. I grew up on GTA, you know what it's like. Um, and then to see these people that just seemed larger than life, I was I was hooked. And I used to really like watching Xena Warrior Princess with my dad. That was like me and his like go-to show. And I always thought China was Xena, the Warrior Princess. So I thought that she was doing this as well. And I just need to see more of that. So that's basically what got me into it, just seeing this. And I just couldn't take my eyes off it. And I'd always talk about it. I used to go to nursery talking about my friends. And I would be like, oh, yeah... My friend Triple H and my friend Stone Cold <laughs> were doing this. And they were like, sorry, what? Um, so, yeah, that was the main bit. And my upstairs neighbour was a couple years older than me. So when he started getting out of it, he one day just handed down all these wrestlers to me. And I had, like, this really cool collection. And, yes, unlike other normal girls, Barbie didn't date Ken. Barbie dated wrestlers. And she got to sit ringside at WrestleMania. Of course. Because that was the sort of thing I used to do. I like it. What about you? Well, the, the thing is, right, for us, we were obviously both born sort of mid to late 90s. So it was like the perfect time to kind of be around wrestling. Like it was a, it was a perfect storm. Like I feel like kids born nowadays, like wrestling's obviously a big thing, but like it's not as, it's not in, in pop culture, it's not as big. Yeah. Whereas like when I was growing up, everyone around me was into wrestling. Do you know what I mean? So that was kind of the, the big thing. Uh, my first memory is always WrestleMania 17, right? But then in my head, I feel like I knew about wrestling before then because I had that on videotape, mm-hmm. one old VHS. Um, I remember it being like a blue VHS, like a dark blue, navy blue VHS. Could be oh. wrong. But I remember having that and watching it all the time. Um, and I think that was sort of my first my first re- rem- like memory of it. But I was definitely into it before, hence why I had the, had the VHS in the first place. But like, both my uncles were really into wrestling. Um... Sam, one of them, obviously is only, what, nine years older than me or something like that. So he was really interested when I was that age because that was kind of the attitude era and stuff like that. So yeah. he was prime age for that stuff. Um, he used to have loads of, like, wrestling tapes and stuff like that, like SummerSlam, like, 96 and all that sort of stuff. Like, all these ones were, like, the larger-than-life wrestlers and stuff like that, you see. Um, so there was all these different ones that, like, kind of got me into it. And then... Like you said, see all like the toys and stuff like that at the time. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like wrestling figures were the biggest thing. Like doesn't matter where you went, they were everywhere. Like everyone had wrestling figures. Well, that's exactly. And do you know what used to be good? So for me, when I was younger, I never used to really get bought them as such. It was more like, are you sure? Like oh, and dad didn't really like. It wasn't as if oh, it was a boy, so I couldn't have it. They were like, oh, I'm not really gonna get you wrestlers and stuff. So that's why when I had that neighbour that gave me them, it was so cool. Like I said, I had like Stone Cold, um, The Rock, um, Mankind, like the main guys and I was so buzzing like I said I used to love them then my my other gran I remember we went down there was like this like local market um, and in my bedroom to paint a picture I had like Barbie wallpaper 
But then I used to like collect loads of posters. So I had loads of like Pokemon posters. I had loads of Britney Spears posters. And then I had another wall which had all my wrestling posters on there, which I used to have to have my bed facing away from them because at night they would scare me that all the big men were staring at me. Like I had one with the Undertaker and Kane on it. Like that, no. And then she had this little thing. It was like A4 laminated bits of paper. Sort of things only way I can describe it. These little mini posters. And they were all in this string that used to hang behind my door. And it had, one was one of Mankind, one was The Undertaker, one was The Rock, one was Stone Cold. And there was someone random at the bottom, which I can't remember who he was. But um, I used to, I had to change them about because The Undertaker was at my eye line and that used to scare me. I didn't want to open my door when he was there. Fair. But and it was definitely a big thing. And figures as well. Um, when my little brother was younger, he got into it. Didn't really enjoy it that much. It was more I told him, like, say you want these figures so I could get them. So we had a massive collection which obviously we've still got here. I've brought them all to the house, so you can now see all the cool figures we've got. Well, I've got a vivid memory, right, of one year for Christmas, I want to say it was. It was either Christmas or my birthday. I remember getting um, from my grand-granda, like, it was a, a backstage set. Mm. So it was, like, the backstage, right? And there was, like, a wall that you could, like, put stuff... You put the, you'd build the wall and you could throw the wrestlers through it. That sounds cool. And then there was like a toilet that had a button. So when you put a wrestler's head in the toilet, it made a flushing noise. Um, and it was like this backstage set. And I think if you had the entrance, it kind of all built together. Oh. I never had the entrance. But I remember having that. And then I think I had like another entrance thing that... Um, oh, no, it was, the, it was this one, right? It had... Do you remember the wrestlers that had the wee little metal bits yeah. on the bottom, right? I think we've still got some somewhere. That pretty much all of them I broke because I took them in the bath. Um <laughs> So, like, they had the little metal bits at the bottom. They had a wee bit, if you stood them on it, it would, like, they'd say their catchphrase. Oh, really? So, like, you'd put, like, Jericho on it and you'd be like, whatever. whatever. What, did, what was Jericho's frame back I then? had the figures, but never yeah. had the stage. I didn't know they did that. Um, yeah. So, like, you had that. And then when it was the Titantron, sitting on the stage, if you put them on the stage, the entrance music played. Oh. And it'd come down. So that was the whole part of that. Um, See, before, so I didn't have an uh, entrance for them to start with. What I did have is, when I was younger, again, because I was really into Britney Spears, I got this. It was like Britney Spears' stage, and I had like a wee bit for her to perform on. It was all pink, and it had Britney Spears' logo, but I used to pretend it was the wrestler's entrance. They were playing like a <laughs> like a gimmick match. Okay. I used to make them stand on the stage, um, get rid of Britney, and pretend that was like the way to go in. But then years later, my little brother... Well, me and Xander got it to share. We got the Smackdown Arena with a big fist. Oh, best thing ever. I feel like I had that as well. I could be wrong. It was just so cool being able to like do everything with them. And and also, I think the figures back then were better. Like they, I only got the generic figures, not any of the elites in that you got, but I feel like they were better quality than now. Now, if you get the the basic figures, like they've got little wonky eyes and just don't look as good as you want to get the elites or the ultimates, whatever they're called now. But I think back then the figures generally were a better quality. I mean, I guess so, but you only had the basic ones back then. Yeah. So they, I guess they put all the effort into them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think as well, like, like you said, you mentioned like Afterburn and experience and all that sort of stuff. That was kind of how I watched a lot of wrestling. Like you'd sometimes get your Smackdown on like a Saturday morning at like... 10 o'clock or whatever where mm-hmm. it, like when anything mental would happen it would like cut away and stuff but like that was kind of the afterburn experience and like those sort of shows like Velocity and yeah. Heat and stuff like that those were the things that we, you kind of watched because it was on free TV um, and it was on in the morning so you, you'd see them more often than not um, it was always funny because like it was always called Friday Night Smackdown 
but because in the UK it was obviously on late, you'd see it on a Saturday morning. Yeah. So it always felt like a Saturday thing to me. Do you know what I mean? Also, do you want to know one of the funniest memories that I can think of about wrestling? I've got a couple, but one of them was, I don't know why, my mum and dad were at a party of some sort. We were going to like a someone's family party or whatever. And when we came home that night, they were obviously showing, again, I think it was on Sky One, they were showing like highlights of like whatever happened like that time. And I think it was, it was just before the new year. Like it was just before the millennium. So yeah, 99. I remember watching the, the scene of Stone Cold getting run over. And being a child, obviously didn't realise what it was. I was in floods of tears. Like, I was honestly, had to be consoled. I remember going to nursery on the Monday, because it was over the weekend, went to nursery on the Monday, sobbing, just crying that my friend been run over. Um, my mum had to talk to them and be like, it's just wrestling, it's not real. And there was also one as well. There was a school photo I got taken. My mum had spent hours, basically, you know, when you're, well, you're a guy, you wouldn't maybe understand. Long hair, you'd get your hair scraped back into a bun, like, all nice, like, all put up for your school photos. But I thought it was really cool to have hair like Chris Jericho, so I took it all out and put a side pony in. So when you got your professional school photos, everyone's looking really, really nice, and I'm standing at the back with a side pony. Um, my mum was raging. She refused to buy the photo, because I'd ruined it. So that's just two random memories as well. Fair. And, like, so see... With, like, your first memories of wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. So, obviously, like, there's the first initial memory, but, like, when you actually started sitting watching it properly like, and you understood it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, my first was, like, see SmackDown when it was, like, Eddie Ray, like, Lesnar, Angle, all that sort of stuff. That was yeah. kind of my big thing. What what was it for you? So, mine's usually similar. The, me and my mum used to watch it religiously all the time. So, we got Sky... One of the reasons was so we could watch more wrestling and then she used to persuade my dad to buy all the pay-per-views as well, which was class. Um, so what we used to do is we used to record them. So it was back when Randy Orton had just won the title and they turned on him, Evolution turned on him. That was the time when I started watching it like every week, no matter what. And you see it to the point where I used to go to school, talk to this group of boys that would watch it. Like, they all used to play wrestling. I was the only girl allowed to play because I actually knew what I was talking about. Um... And that's when I used to watch it all the time. Like I said, we used to record Raw and SmackDown and we would try and watch it like the next day. But if not, my mum used to then, like on a Saturday, we would sit and then binge them and then we'd watch the pay-per-view. And the worst thing was the pay-per-views obviously would happen the Sunday night. You'd only get to watch it like for so many days after buying it on Sky. So I used to go to school on the Monday, make sure no one spoiled anything because some of the boys were allowed to stay up and watch it, but I wasn't. Um, so I'd have to sit and not talk to anybody and hope I didn't ruin it, which for the Royal Rumble used to be the worst. There was this one boy in particular who used to pretend to whisper it to me all day. I did punch him for it, but we won't get into that. See, the thing is, right, so see, looking back on it, I definitely, it was the right timing as well, because, like, see, when you look back at, like, the timings and stuff like that, so when it came to like, the live shows, like, see, when they did, like, the UK tours and stuff like that, they hadn't came to Aberdeen since, like, the 90s. Mm-hmm. And then they came in 2003 and then pretty much every year until, like, 2008 or something like that. So, like, see that time, it was perfect because it was such a big buzz. Like, I remember going to school and everyone's like, oh, did you see they're coming to Aberdeen? Oh, yeah, I've got, I've got tickets, all that stuff. Yeah. And it was always, like, a big buzz. So, like, I saw them for the first time, I think it was 2003, um... Correct me if I'm wrong, if anyone's listening. It might be, might be 2004, um, but it was the year that it was Big Show and Brock Lesnar was the main event. Mm. Um, and it was a SmackDown tour. That sounds good. 
Uh, and that was the first one I saw, and that was mental. Like, see, just seeing the RB for oh, the first time is mind blowing. It's amazing because my first show was, I want to say 2005, but I'm not 100% sure. So basically, I always said I'd want to go and see it one day, but just never, they never came here as often as you think, or else, like, my mum and dad wouldn't be like proactive enough to see if they were coming here. Do you know what I mean? Not in a bad way, but it just wasn't something to really look into. But there was one day, my mum and dad were getting married. Um, and I found out they were coming here and then the same day I found out that I wasn't getting to go on the honeymoon because I thought if it's a holiday we'll get to go turns out not so I guilt tripped them into buying me wrestling tickets if I couldn't go on their honeymoon which surprisingly worked so good for me so me and my brother and my mum went to see that we had second row tickets or something like that and the lineup was amazing so I got to see Eddie Guerrero and Chavo Guerrero against Paul London and Rey Mysterio um, the main event was Stone Cold Steve Austin as a special guest referee with John Cena, JBL and Kurt Angle. Like, imagine seeing all those names when I first saw Big Show for the first time. I honestly couldn't believe the size of him. Because on telly, he's big, but everyone else is really large as well. When you see them all for the first time, honestly, I was I, my breath was taken away. And something really cool, again, seeing Eddie was like the best thing for me. But Xander, my little brother, was sitting beside me. He had a Rey Mysterio top on. And Rey Mysterio came right up to the barrier where we were and he did this thing. He took off his mask, had another mask underneath it and oh, it blew both our minds. We honestly thought it was the coolest thing ever. So that was a fun time. Fair. Uh, yeah, I went to the same tour and we got JBL and Orlando Jordan against John Cena in a handicap match with Stone Cold as the ref. And I remember shouting at some guys that had came dressed as JBL and we're booing Stone Cold. And I remember shouting at them, telling them to go away. Because <laughs> it's not fair. JBL's yeah. a bad man. Um, so oh, Also, I don't know about you, but I remember my mum said that when Stone Cold came out for the first time, I was allowed to stick the middle fingers up at him because it was what it was. And I took full advantage of that. Good 20 minutes. I was just standing there, middle fingers up. I thought I was such a bad G. Um I also used to get in trouble, though, because I used to also when I was younger. Again, going back, when you're quite naive as a child, every time I'd get, like, two Capricorns or something, I'd want to smash them and try and drink them like Stone Cold, and I had to swiftly get told, stop that. Um, you weird, weird child. Yeah. Um, I saw quite a lot of them, I was quite lucky. Uh, that same year, because that, that was a Smackdown tour we're talking about. Yeah. Um, I then, a few months later, saw the Raw tour, and that was... Um, the main event was, like... Batista and Ric Flair against Shawn Michaels and no, it must have been Shawn Michaels and was it Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair against Batista and Triple H or something like that? That sounds good. I think it was Ric Flair and Batista actually. Now that I think about it, because they were a tag team, weren't they? Um, against Shawn Michaels and Triple H or something like that. But it was like those three all mm -hmm. together or those four together, and it was amazing. Um, because at one point, I remember. Um, Triple H getting his um, trunks pulled down, you could see his bum, and that was really <laughs> funny. Um, and I remember like we were leaving as they were doing like their big like celebration at the end, and Batista was the heavyweight champion. Oh! And like as you walk out, because the arena in Aberdeen is really small, so we were sitting up in the stands, and as you walked down, he was literally about like ten feet away from you on the top rope. I remember just looking up and being like, "That's mental." That's okay. Because um, that was when Batista was like the guy. Yeah. Um, just after WrestleMania 21, I want to say. My mum was gutted we never got to go to the tour with him here because my mum, again, was obsessed with Batista. Like, obsessed. Anytime he would wear a particular suit, 
she loved it and I remember a figure came out of him wearing the suit um, and I was going to buy it for a joke fair um, but yeah like that was the thing Like I think I saw them that was one of the f- last times I must have saw the the Darby tour then and then I think I saw them years later like 2010 mm-hmm. and that was stinking um, main event was Drew McIntyre versus um, Kane which again Drew McIntyre I get it he's good now but no one wanted to see him back then wait I just realised something that's mental so you went to that tour see when they came to Glasgow I didn't go to the tour but I was in town and then I heard all this commotion so I went over there's like a really like a hotel everyone stays at so I was like oh I wonder who's staying there walked over it was the wrestlers so I didn't go to the tour but I met them all so I met Drew I met Kane, who I remember the first thing I said to him was, you are way nicer to speak to than I ever expected. Because like, I didn't really do Twitter and all that much back then. I didn't really interact with him. I met Booker T. Um, Whoopi Goldberg. Who did look like Whoopi Goldberg, my photo. I met Christian, Cody Rhodes. I met quite a few people. Lillian Garcia, the Usos. Quite a few. I've got like, all the photos. I-, I won't show anyone them because they are absolutely stinking. Um, the only one that I find okay is one with Booker T, but it was so cool. And again, sees like touching them. Do you know what I mean? Like being like not like that, but you know, like standing beside them, getting a photo. And for a minute, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is people I grew up watching. It was a weird sensation. Yeah, I think that's probably where it takes the next level, isn't it? The live shows and stuff. Um, but, but talking about like meeting wrestlers and stuff, right? We'll get on to the next question, which is, who's your favourite wrestler? So I know you've got a lot of different categories for this, right? Yeah. So I will let you take the floor. So, favourite wrestler? Right. So the way I can't just say who it is, I've got different wrestlers for different things. Like, do you mean back in the day? Do you mean now? Um, My all-time favourite, without a doubt, is Lita. Like, I love that woman. I would do anything for that woman. Honestly, obsessed with her. So the fact I got to meet her... And then I got a cameo from her. It's like the weird, like, I still can't put any words. It still makes me want to, like, cry the thought of it. Um, now? Yeah. That was your first WrestleZone experience. And that was the first time WrestleZone gave you a good experience. That's true. Because uh, they saved the day with that one. Yeah, so I saw rumours that she was coming here. And again, I would have sailed my left leg to meet her. Um, so we finally got tickets. It was a whole shit show which everyone listening to this will probably know then WrestleZone came through with the win and, and done it that was the first time I not the first time I saw Scott stuff before but it's the first time I saw him out in the wild <laughs> um, a wild Scotty Swift I remember pointing out everyone and being like oh that's so and so and that's so and so and you're like I have no idea who you're talking about they all just who? what are you talking about? Um, honestly that was like the best experience I've been quite lucky and met quite a few people over the years but honestly the best experience I've ever had I could go on a full conversation like a full episode about that um, Was it worth sitting and listening to her entrance music on loop for about an hour and a half before she showed up. I would do it again. I would hands down do it again, honestly. I would do anything for her. Like, anything at all. So, that was cool. Then, also, when it comes to favourite wrestler, again, I've got quite a few. I couldn't really say one as such. I've got a few. They all mean different things to me. So, like, Jeff Hardy was my first love. He's the first person I ever fancied in my life. And I was convinced I was going to marry him when I grew up. Like, convinced. Um, Eddie Guerrero obviously as you know holds a special place in my heart always has 
the standard ones like Stone Cold, Mankind and stuff, they were just so cool. Um, also a soft spot for Jericho in that as well, but they're like my kind of main guys. But then saying that, Lita and China and Trish Stratus were the three that also stood out to me because back then, especially being a girl, maybe it was a bit different. All the girls were just standing there in their underwear just doing their own thing, whereas those three were like badass and did their own thing and I, I loved that. Like, honestly, it was cool to see that growing up and knowing that I used to always want to do that. So see, when you met her, mm-hmm. what was that like? Well, have you ever nearly whited, shot yourself and pissed yourself at the same time? Because it's the only way I can describe it. <laughs> like, all my bodily fluids nearly just went... Um, I blanked out for a minute. Like, honestly, I, I, I couldn't put any words. I still can't put any words. She's a lot smaller than I expected. And a lot nicer than expected. She smells amazing. Uh, I really had to sound like a stalker just now, even just bringing that up. Um, but it was so nice. And she was, she actually wanted to speak to you, which was quite cute. Because I actually I have like a vintage like, Lita top that I wore. And the first thing she said to me is, goes, oh, who's that? And then I was just about to say, and she went, lol, it's me. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? This is so surreal. Um, and then when she takes your photo, she rubs your back and all that, honestly. I would do anything for her. See if she phoned me right now and went, hey, run away with me. Okay. Bye. Rude. Sorry. You know, there's only a couple of people I would do that to. The other one being Pete Dunn. My God. He could punch me in the face. Sorry, shouldn't say that. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Who's your favourite? <laughs> I mean, there's no one I'd let punch me in the face. Um, I mean, like... I'm glad a lot more than punch me in the face, but... Right, moving on. Um, We'll get on to that weird sort of conversation later on. Um, So, the... Growing up, right, it was always The Rock. The Rock was always my guy. Like, I love The Rock. I used to do the eyebrow. I used to ask everyone if they could smell what The Rock is tooting. (laughs) um, Because I couldn't say cooking. Um, I used to have a blow-up rock. um, Punch bag. Oh, punch bag, Okay. So like, it was this big like punch bag with like his full body on it. That's creepy. And he used to punch it. And, fun enough, he used to punch it. And as he punched it, it would bounce back and go, If you smell! And he'd punch it again and it would have another catchphrase. Um, it was mental. Um, Do you but- not remember there was a divide? You were either a stone cold guy or a rock guy? Yeah. And have heated debates? So I was a stone cold guy. Well, I, the rock, not a guy. But- <laughs> the rock was my guy. Um Looking back on it, I've always realised now that Triple H is one of my favourites of all time. He's probably my favourite of all time, I would say, because... That's a lie. What do you mean? You know who your boy is. What do you mean? You would crawl a mile for X-Pac. I do, I do love X-Pac. I do, I do love X-Pac. Um, but that's more of like a boy sort of thing. Like, Okay. If, it, if we're talking favourites, Triple H is up there. Um, I think... He's, he's got everything down, he's got the entrance, he's larger than life, he can t- speak, he, hand, he carries himself very well. He's re- wrestling, he was never the best at, right? Yeah. But he can put on a good match, he can tell a good story, he can get you invested, mm-hmm. which is all you need. So again, I've always liked Triple H. Um, being able to see him live at WrestleMania is one of the most mental things ever. And seeing him enter as the champion, that was never thought I'd see that. Um, which oh, so you is... love to hate him? I think that's one of the good things about heel. You, you want to hate them, do you know what I mean? And that's something he made you do. He actually made you feel something when he came out. So I'll give you that. That was a good choice. Um, and and then that was like sort of when I was younger. And then see, growing up, I started to get more into like the 
the cool wrestling and like the cool like, the cool guys and the smart guys. So like CM Punk was my guy, because uh, like we were talking about how we got interested and like I sort of fell out of it a wee bit, and then got back into it um, in like my early teens, and then that's when I started to, like you know people like CM Punk and um, all that sort of lot. So. CM Punk was definitely one of my, my top guys. So seeing him, I've seen him live, which was really good. I never have, and I, I wish I could. Because he, he quit before before I went to WrestleMania, but I did see him on a tour in Aberdeen, um, getting beat by the big show in like a couple of minutes. Uh, but I'll take it. I will I will take That's it. Fair. Do you uh, know something? See, like in the years to come, my whole sort of thing, I just, well, I seem to have a thing for big spooky goths or people that look like they could actually batter you in real life. Rhea Ripley, Pete Dunne, they are just the feeling, the female and male version of each other. They are like my two all times just now. Really liking Damien Priest lately too. So the fact that Rhea and Damien might be in that whole spooky vibe click thing that they're going on just now is pretty cool. But yeah, about everything. And then obviously shout out to Aspen Faith, my, my favourite wrestler in the world ever. And anyone that had bets on how long it would take Kyle to mention his name, there you go. What time we at? About 28 minutes in. There you go. Put your bets in. Well, I'd call myself a liar if I didn't mention him. Because and we'll, we'll get on to this about sort of independent wrestling and stuff, but like he's the reason I got into that sort of thing. Like He's, he's not the reason I went to my first independent show, but he's probably the reason I stuck around for as long as I did. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll get on to him anyway. But I thought I'd give him a shout out anyway. Um, and it, it was actually recently his birthday, so belated happy birthday. Um, How do you know that? Mr. Faith. Do you want to say I tweeted? No, I don't. I, I tend not to look at everything you put up. It's normally something cringy. I care for my favourites, so just saying. And yourself. Um, <laughs> so we spoke about our favourite wrestlers, right? And this is where things might get a little bit spicy with Kayleigh. <sighs> um, but we're going to talk about our least favourite wrestlers, right? Okay, how long do we have? Because of a lot of people that I could talk about and... I mean, we have it all day, but I think there's one particular person that everyone is expecting you to talk about here. Right. And to be fair, some people might not know this, and I've got a feeling that some people might be surprised and offended by this. Okay. So, first of all, for any of the listeners out there, this bit is not going to be PG. Um, I'm going to say words that people might be offended by, and if you don't want to listen, don't listen. Um, Goldberg's a prick, right? <laughs> I have no time for him. I hate him. Honestly, saying his name just now is making my blood boil. If I was hooked up to some sort of heart monitor right now, it would be spiking. <laughs> Honestly, if he was just to die off just now, I'd be absolutely fine with it. Um, I'd, I'd probably cheer, to be quite honest. Do, do you want to know why I've got hatred for him? I don't know. Honestly, I, I couldn't actually narrow it down. But seeing his face, hearing his name, even knowing that he's still in this world right now, pisses me right off. Um, the convention we're going to in a couple of weeks, he was meant to be going, but he's not been confirmed. And thank God, he knows. He's scared. He does not want to be in the same room as me, just as much as I don't want to be in the same room as him. And that's a fact. But it's so irrational. It's Right, no offence, but I'm not the most rational person on the planet. If I hate something, I hate it. There's, that's it. I love and hate things. I'm not really anything in between. I'm a bit like Marmite, and I hate everything about him. And then see when he's... We fat Wayne tried to get involved in that match. Nah, go away. No time for it. Like, honestly, go away. I hope he's never coming back. But, like, I've tried to have this conversation before. He's shite. Around, like, his old his WCW run and stuff like that. It was, it was shite. 
It was cool. No. I know, I maybe I'm a bit biased. I didn't watch WCW growing up. I've only watched it retrospectively, like, through the network and stuff. Obviously, I knew about it and things, but I feel like it was harder to, like, watch it here. I just really watched WWE. Didn't really know a lot about WCW. I knew, like, when it came with the invasion, but back then you couldn't really go back and watch it, etc. Um, and, yeah, I just, I don't get it. And maybe if I lived through it at the time, it would be a bit different. But listening to it now... He's just, he's absolutely terrible. And there's a famous um, video in our friend group going about with um, me shouting about him, which I think Scout, shout out to Scout, I think this is like three episodes in a row. Um, he actually used it in a mega mega mix during his drag show. And um, I stand by it. There's a lot of other people I hate, but that's honestly, that's number one. That's on my list of people that just shouldn't wrestle. Okay. Anyone else? Or? Oh, many, 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 many. Any notable mentions? Honourable mentions? Or dishonourable, if it's his least favourite? If you think that's controversial, like, there's some more controversial ones in there. Like who? There's a lot of, back in the day, female wrestlers, which calling themselves female wrestlers is as a stretch. Just because you're wearing your knickers and getting inside a wrestling ring does not mean you're a wrestler. It means you're a stripper that's getting paid well. Don't start me on that. I could be here all day. Any names or? Oh, there's again. I can't even get into this anymore. This is. I'm angered. I'm at capacity right now. Okay. I'll let you go, and then I'll I'll add on in a minute. Well, see, I've got a very a very controversial one to this, right? Because like, I, like a lot of people won't like this, right? But I've got my reasons, right? Christian, right? I think Christian is absolutely rotten, right? <laughs> I've never liked anything he's ever done. I don't think I've been entertained by anything he's ever done. And he's he's not even funny. He thinks he's funny, but he's not, right? He's the second part of a good tag team. Now, even Edge, right? And this is more controversial. I don't even like Edge, right? But he's got some good stuff. He's got some redeeming factors, right? But Christian, just go away. Like, I've never... Like, but he was an Edge and Christian, didn't like him. He had a good entrance song when it was just him. The whole Christian, Christian, that one, right? <laughs> Brilliant, right? But him as a wrestler, terrible. And it's just, it's just not good. It's funny. I didn't think about it until you brought this up a wee while ago. And I was like, honestly, you're right. There's people online like Christian because it's nice to like Christian. Like people keep saying, oh, I want him in the Hall of Fame. Why? What's he done to deserve that? I know the argument could be there's people with worse stature in the Hall of Fame. I, I get that. But honestly, there's nothing he's done where I'm like, oh, okay. Ed and Christian's a tag team can go in. They were cool against them, the Hardys and the Dudleys, even though they are the worst out of three. But again, I probably insulted a lot more people. But um, yeah, there's just nothing really going for him, to be fair. He's, I've never went, oh, I can't wait to watch a Christian match. No, never. See when I say that Gangrel was the best member of the brood, I mean it. Even when he was with the Hardys? Yes. How dare you? <laughs> don't get me started on the Hardys. Don't you, you, don't you even start on the Hardy boys, I swear. No, they're good. Incredibly overrated, though. No, they Incredibly are not. No, overrated. they are not. Nah, 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 nah. They, ju- they jump off big things. You jump off big things, then? Shane, I'll push you. Shane McMahon jumps off big things, doesn't And that's mean, impressive. Doesn't mean he's a good wrestler. Don't honestly, I can't even speak right now. Me and Billy are going to have to batter you outside wrestles on next time we're both there. 
I boy, you do the wee dance first. Jeff Hardy is the reason that I went through that dyeing my hair like 20 colours in a row phase. Aye, and you've still got a pair of Jinkos. I, I bought them a couple of weeks ago. I know. <laughs> you look at that photo of Hulk Hogan. Jenkos. I'm going to have to recreate that and send it to you. Um, no, there's quite oh. a lot of people that I, I just don't like. Um, now, do you want me to talk about just people in like the big shows or do you want independent wrestlers that I hate as well? Because I've got a list of them too. Well, it depends. My least favourite wrestler um, in the independent scene is Aaron Echo and he needs to give <laughs> up wrestling. He just needs to give up wrestling. Fucking hell. Right, go for the jugular, why don't you? There's a lot in Glasgow that are shite, but they only get booked because they're pals with promoters. But don't stop me! Because I'll keep going. And I'm already controversial enough. I don't need to add more fuel to this fire. I promise I'm not always moaning, but you've, you've got me going. Apologies to the headphone listeners there um, for Kayleigh's outburst. I will oh. I will try and limit the impact that she's had in your ears <laughs> when I edit this, but um, it, it might be too much. So sorry in advance. Um, we'll move on from our least favourite wrestler <laughs> then and we'll have a bit of a light-hearted a light-hearted break from that uh, with some listener questions you shouldn't ask you know I'm a really passionate person don't ask me things that you know are going to get that reaction right so we've got some listener questions um, always appreciate these you don't have to wait till we're recording and I put out the wee tweet you can always hit me up with a wee question uh, our DMs should be open maybe I think if Hell, we don't have that many followers of course they're open if they're not now I'll open them so you can DM us regardless, right? If you follow us on Twitter, we'll follow you back anyway. So, um, But our DMs should be open, so slide in the DMs if you want to ask us a question that you don't want public. Or just tweet us at KK WrestlePod and, uh, and let us know what's happening. But our first question comes from friend of the podcast, the MJF of Scottish Wrestling, it is Ronan King. <laughs> that is actually, he is the MJF of Scottish Wrestling, that's a thing. Now, I shouldn't compliment him anymore because it doesn't end well and Caitlin will probably shout at me. Um, so, Ronan King asks, is the thing we like the most about wrestling the gorgeous Ronan King? I, I just think he's so fun. I love him. Now, it's up there, but um, personally, I don't feel comfortable calling 18-year-old boys gorgeous. <laughs> So that's a um, good point. I know I know that I live in Glasgow and I'm into the wrestling, but I'm no one of them, right? So um I'm gonna I'm gonna swerve from that one. Um but no, Running King does doesn't make me enjoy wrestling a little bit more. Um so yeah. He is very entertaining. Online Annoying in the ring. Annoying? Annoying but in a good way. How dare you? No but he is, isn't he? I'm all for it. I'm like you know the only thing that annoys me. You keep going against Mr. Vago. Like that's you know that's never going to end well. I have my loyalties. I'm loyal to a fault, but you are hilarious. Like honestly, love watching him. I just I just want to keep seeing what he's going to do. This is my thing. You know that trend on TikTok just now. Don't let anyone second guess your next move. I love that. You never know his next move. You never know what he's going to do next. Keep showing your toes. Love it. Now, I did hear from um, the SWM podcast that he's a big fan of Will Ospreay. Now, I was a massive fan of Will Ospreay, hence why I've got a pillar of his trunks at my mom's house, right? Um, Did he leave them there one night? Maybe. Um, So, if Ronan does ever want any suggestions of good matches, just hit me up, slide the DMs, I'll I'll sort you out, don't you worry. That's a point. I know that he's obviously younger than us, but when I found out how late he was getting into wrestling, he got into wrestling when... 
the shield had already broken up. That just blew my mind. That's like, what? That feels like only like last week that happened. Yeah, he pretty much, he got into wrestling like... When it got bad. <laughs> no, but like, he got into wrestling when I'd like left school. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's how old I am compared to him. But anyway. That's wild. And now he's still at school, which is even more mental. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the that's the most mental part of it. I feel really old. Um, I, I think he is. I don't know. I don't, I don't keep up with him. But anyway. Um... <laughs> you don't keep up with Ronan? <laughs> what, do you want to start keeping up with Ronan? Like, do you want to start just asking him, like, are you at school? Because that sounds creepier than calling him gorgeous. I just like to know what he's up to, right? <laughs> okay. Has he got art third period? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I like to know these things. I like to make sure he's safe. I feel like he will tell you now. Okay. Uh, but we've got another question from uh, another friend of the podcast, Billy Strachan, um, Daddy Cool. Daddy uh, Cool? <laughs> Hardy's fan, so you better be careful. Uh, did I say he's from the SWM podcast, the Scottish Wrestling Network? Yeah, you did. Okay, well, there you go. Just to confirm that's where he's from. He doesn't yeah. live there. He doesn't live yeah. on the podcast. It's not podcast no, lane. No, he, he lives. He lives. <laughs> he lives in Elgin, but we don't want to get into that because Elgin and Billy causes lots of issues on podcasts. True. Relating to that, actually, he asks, "What is our favorite episode, or what are our favorite episodes of Mickey's Mosh Pit?" There's another question off the back of it, but we'll go with that one first. So, mine's was what was it again? The one where they all got together was it the first? Mixer, the one where it had, um, oh, let me think. It had like Scotty Swift, it had Caleb, it had Martin. That one I thought was hilarious. Just we've watched that one a couple of times, I think. Um, yeah, that one's just like the way everyone bounces off each other is just so funny. And then the drunker everyone gets, the funnier it gets, everything, everything goes well. Do have to give a special shout out though to the first um Brad Evans one where we got the, the famous promo which I feel I, damn good about it. Which I will admit I then had to spend like the next hour going through every video that WrestleZone had ever put up on Facebook to find it. Um which made me laugh even more. Um so that has to have a special shout out. And also like turns out that I think like the same wrestlers in that I think that me and Brad have very similar like interests in like wrestlers and stuff which is pretty cool yeah so it was cool to learn a lot about that as well um, my favourite Mosh Pit episode is the Christmas Bash um, again because one of my favourite moments on it is when Billy gets called out uh, for going to, to Elgin uh, <laughs> Zone. so that one is a that one's a firm favourite uh, for myself plus you've got Christmas Vago yeah. Um, and some of the some of the the quizzes or the quiz rounds throughout it were fantastic. Um, there's a few honourable mentions like the one where uh, Mickey gets so pissed he has to leave and Thunder takes over. That's great. Um, but, un- also the one but unfortunately, where... someone ruined that episode. Um, but we'll not talk about him. Um... There's also <laughs> when we find out that Connor um, used to escape out his basically loft hatch, which again I now feel closer to Connor because I yep. too. Loved in the loft and I've also tried to crawl out of loft windows before. So again, I feel like we're kindred spirits. There we go. And Billy also asks, um, you know, because he had to get the, the wee cheap plug in there, what's your favourite episode of the SWN podcast? I'll let you go first because you'll have a more serious answer than I will. Um, so there's a reason I didn't pick the same person 
for both. Um, but my favourite is the episode with Aspen Faith. Uh, because we get the stories about Marty, jo- Marty Jones, um, yeah, Marty Jones, with the cheese sandwich and all that stuff, uh, you get all that, um, and again, get a bit of background about Aspen. And he's always eating something. He's always eating like a pizza or something yeah. when he's on these podcasts, um, which I respect because I am a man of the man of the same heart. Again, to me, I think the weirdest thing is when you watch it, I just look and go, like, used to could doppelgang for each other so easily. He's even have the same mannerisms for things. Like, honestly, it's it's weird. He's a, like lost brothers. I think we should be a tag team. I'd love to see you get in the ring, big man. Against Dennis Law. Um, it's happening. Oh, right. It has to happen eventually. Um, well, my favourite episode of the podcast was the, the movie quiz. I thought that was really hilarious with um, Ryan and, again, Connor. Because I like to play along. I, I love anything that's interactive. Um, again, I have a very low attention span. So anything I can kind of play along. Love a game. Honestly, if you want me to be like entertained in anything, play along. Love it. So, no, it was really funny. And also, I shouldn't admit this because I'll probably get roasted like everyone else. I've watched hardly any movies as well. I feel like I've watched really good movies in my time, but I don't watch movies. So, the fact that I got a decent score on that was pretty impressive for me as well. Fair. So, yeah, there's there's those questions asked. Now, we've answered, sorry. Now, we've got an absolute doozy here from uh, the inspirational one, Ryan Riley. Um, who has asked us to do Kiss, Marry, Shag. Um, it's normally Shag, Marry, Avoid, um, but he's not allowing us to avoid any of them um, for the foundation of the future. Okay. Now, I've got a lot of detail to go into, I think, with this one. I've actually thought about this um, quite in, in some depth. So I'll go first, right? Okay. So... Um, <clears throat> Now, I'm going to say marry Ryan, right? Okay. Now, here's my reason for this. I'm a bit of a husky fellow, right? So was Ryan back in the day. Um, So he must have some very good weight loss tips. Okay. I feel like he could cook some good meals to get me back into shape. You know, I feel like we could take that journey together. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to marry him. Okay. Then I think I'd have to kiss Zach. Okay. Because not really my type, right? Sorry, Zach. No offence. Um, appreciate your support with all the retweets, but not my, not my type. Um, but sorry, with the other two, your type? More of my type than that. Um, but Brad, now I think you'd have a fun time with Brad. He'd say funny things. Um, he'd be feeling damn good about it. See so what pumped him rotten? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's my that's my rationale behind it, and I hope that was that was sufficient, Ryan. Okay. So I didn't think about it at all. But, um, <laughs> I just say how it is. So let's think. I feel like, so first of all, to preference this, no matter what I say is going to come across creepy. I just feel like that's just how it's going to be. But I'll tell you honestly what I thought. So I was thinking, first of all, kiss. I'd, I'd, I'd kiss Dynamite. Like, just let's see what it's like. Um, but then when it came to the other two, I was like, let's see what how I would work this out. So at first I was thinking, do I want to marry Ryan? Like you were saying, I feel like he'd be good cooking and, and being there and stuff. But then I was like, do you know something actually? I think I would have to marry Brad. Because I feel like we'd have much more to talk about. Like same wrestlers, me and him could watch old Brody matches, have a good time. He'd feel damn good about it, right? 
Yeah, absolute like classic. I think we'd gone like ice and fire. So um, there you go, Ryan. I'm clearly going to shag you. So well done. No. I think you made a good choice there as well because obviously I had my reasons for Ryan, but I feel like Ryan would be a generous lover. So um, there's that. You just like to support the big lads, don't you? Of course. It's like a naked attraction. If mm. there's a husky fella on there, that's what I'm supporting. And again, he's lost all the way, but that, he still knows. Yeah, you still got that. That you still got that mental cushion for the pushing. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Um, it will be inspirational. <laughs> We'll move on, because that's the last of our, our listener questions for this week. Um, and that's everyone going, they are weird and they've turned off. Now, going back into to wrestling, um, so obviously we now go to WrestleZone and we, we watch independent wrestling and we actually met through independent wrestling. So what was like your first experience into independent wrestling? Like, How did you discover it, um, whether it be online or like the actual local ones that we went to? Oh, I was dead late to it. Like, so late to it. So basically, I used to watch it, but it got to that age. And I don't know if it's just because I was a girl was a bit different, but it got, like, embarrassing to, like, wrestling. So I couldn't talk to anyone about it. I had no friends that were into it. It was kind of like a dirty little secret. I'd go home and be like, oh, I can't come out tonight. Oh, I'm doing something mental. Oh, I'm actually um, watching wrestling. It's WrestleMania weekend. So I didn't really look into it. It was one of those ones I felt like I was watching it all. I never really looked online for anything else. So I think I didn't know what was there. It's like anything, you don't know what to look for if you don't know what's there. So the first time that I really got into it was I kept seeing all these posters around town for ICW. And I was like, oh, what is this? Started seeing some things online, saw some clips and stuff on YouTube and stuff, but never thought to go. Because again, didn't have anyone to go and I didn't want to go to the show on my own. Because again, when you saw it back in the day, it was like a fun, rowdy crowd and all that and stuff. And I was like, I can't do that myself. So when I was working in the comic book shop, Gary, who was one of my friends, and he worked there, but in like the warehouse version of it, he was just talking about he's a massive wrestling fan. That used to be every time we saw each other, we would talk about stuff. There was like a couple of wrestling comics and that came in and he would like save them for me and stuff. And anyway, long story short, we were just talking about it and there was a big show coming up and we went, I would both love to go and see it. And I was like, well... You want to go, but won't go. You've got no one to go with. I want to go. I've got no one to go with. Let's just, like, I don't mind. Let's go. So it got to the point where me and Gary would go every Sunday. We'd go to the garage and see it. The first show we actually saw was the Square Go. The one that you were at, ironically, but I didn't know you were at. Yep. And then we did that. And then the week after it, we went to the garage. That was the one where Joe Henry was fighting uh, Mr. Kennedy, or Mr. Anderson. And we met him. And went to an interview like in box after it with him as well. So it was a pretty cool experience. So that was my first ever show. But again, it's weird to think that you were like the opposite side of the venue as me before we knew each other. Like that's mental. Yeah. So like I'm right into the saying, right? You didn't know about anything else. Nothing. Other than WWE and an ICW essentially. And that's why when I, like, then I started, the more I went to ISW, the more I started finding out a wee bits and bobs here and there. I started realising this was more than just them. There's more of it. I got kind of like this craving for it. So then I started watching stuff. But again, it was mostly like what was online on YouTube and things. I never really signed up for anything, like on-demand services and stuff. It wasn't until me and you started going out that I really watched more of it. So that's why there's certain, I feel like people that, like independent wrestlers that I like are a bit different to the normal because it was who I saw online. So there's people you're like, oh, he was like the biggest star like years and years ago. Whereas to me, I don't really feel anything for them because I never watched them at the time. Um, 
And yeah, that's where it kind of came from. Okay, I get that. So about you? Um, so, obviously, like I said, we, I watched the WRB and I kind of fell out of it and then got back into it like as like an early teenager. Started watching it again um, around 2010, 11. Mm-hmm. So see when it was like CM Punk's big thing. Yeah. Um, when he won the title. I have a vivid memory, right? Because our like, family were doing up the flat that we lived in. So like it was like floorboards and like the couches were covered in like the big like cloth you put on when like you're plastering and stuff like that, like the big dust covers and that. Yeah. So I remember just sitting and like there was no furniture and everything, just sitting in the living room and it was because it was live on Sky that night because they used to do like the four pay-per-views a year that were on Sky rather than box office. Yeah. And it was summer, it was um, Money in the Bank 2011. So I remember sitting up and watching it and I like, had went to the shop and like I got snacks and I sort of sat there and it was I'd kind of kept in and out of wrestling, but like I, this this is what really hooked me back in was CM Punk winning that title that night. Like I was blown away by the whole thing and it drew me right in. Um, and then from there I watched every single week. Like I used to watch every so every Tuesday I would watch Raw from the night before. Um, eventually I started just staying up and watching it live. Um, then I would watch everything. So that then they would when they brought in NXT that when they had. Smackdown, I'd watch every episode, um, every pay-per-view, everything. I would then start watching, like, shoot interviews online. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where my love for Jim Connett comes from, because um, I started watching that. I wanted to know everything about wrestling, and I'm still like that. Like, I like to know everything. So I would watch, like, five-hour shoot interviews. I would watch, like, the In the Ring with Kevin Nash, and, like, In the Ring with, you know... Who else done it? Gold dust and all that sort of stuff. Like you said, um, gold, and I was like, sorry. <laughs> um, so I used to watch like these like seminars and stuff. I like just like learn everything about wrestling. Um, so I was obsessed, and then that obviously led to like YouTube and stuff like that. And then I wanted to watch like CM Punk. He's my favorite. So he used to be in Ring of Honor. You'd see some of his matches. Um, I also watched TNA growing up a wee bit, which put you on to some people who were also like on the Indies and stuff like that, like Samoa Joe and um, AJ Styles and stuff like that. So it kind of. Yeah, that's what I missed out. I never watched TNA. Ironically, my brother, he stopped watching wrestling but started watching TNA, but I never, ever watched it. Yeah. Like, it just wasn't something I was really into. It was a big thing with, like, my age group as well because, like, it was free. Mm-hmm. So that was the difference. Like, everyone could watch it. It was accessible. Only some people watched Raw and SmackDown, but everyone watched TNA, and it was different because it was the, the six-sided ring, and, like, they wrestled, like, differently. So it was one of those things where people would be, people would be like, oh... WWE is not real, but TNA is real and like all that stuff. So like people really got into it, but like going on YouTube and watching all that stuff. Then I got really into like just random stuff. So like there's this promotion, there's like backyard promotion in New York that were called Two KW that eventually became a real promotion with a ring and stuff. But they initially started doing stuff in play parks, right? Oh, I know who you're talking about. So like they used to do wrestling in like play parks, and it was brutal. Like they take like proper bumps on like the little like you know how they have like that tarmac in play parks it's kind of soft but not yeah they would take bumps on that they would be like jumping off like this swing set and stuff and like doing backflips and that and it was incredible so i remember watching that getting into that and then like i just wanted to kind of see everything so i eventually just watched everything um and then that obviously leads on to local wrestling because you find icw which is what i found first um they used to have the show um, ICW Online, um, which became ICW Worldwide, where it was like they would take some of their shows and like split it up into different segments. So like 
they would take a match and like cut up and then put it on YouTube for free rather than mm. like the full match. Okay. And it was hosted by Billy Kirkwood and that's so, like they used to it was like a it was like Afterburn. Okay. But for like them, right? So that used to hook me in. I was like, oh, what what's this? Obviously I was too young to go at that point because I'm talking like I'm 16 now at this point. I was too young to go, so I was really invested in it. Um probably a bit younger than that actually. And then that's when I saw that there was WrestleZone, which I knew about, but I never was really interested in going because it was it was one of those things like see when a company runs like small hotels and like small places like that, see when you're that age, it feels like it's out the way, like it's proper inaccessible, like you don't know how it works. Well, do you know what's funny you say that? See, going round town, years ago before I saw the ICW posters, you used to get the generic, like, old... It, you know that one where they were pretending to be the American wrestlers? Yep. So I remember on years ago seeing it online, and it was like this one really terrible show where it just looked absolutely atrocious. So in my head, that's what I thought independent wrestling's going to be. I thought it was, whenever you go to see it, all it is is people pretending to be other people, but terrible. Why would you go and waste your money doing that? Yeah. And that's why when I finally started going, I was like, oh no, that was just one show that I saw online and just never gave it a chance. So I kind of get you. But then obviously WrestleZone did Aberdeen Anarchy at the Beach Ballroom, which mm-hmm. obviously you won't know because you're from here, but the Beach Ballroom is... a Pretty big venue in uh, in Aberdeen, um, hold, held like thirteen hundred people. Um, you've seen obviously like videos of it and stuff and photos of it now, but yeah. um, it's obviously got the grand hall and it's got like, the big balcony and stuff like that, which me and Billy eventually ended up taking over, uh, like the two old guys for the Muppets. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that first time they ran that and it had Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Billy Gunn. So Hacksaw Jim Duggan wasn't really interested in that age, but Billy Gunn. When I was growing up, he was the man. Oh, Mr. Ass was the man. So cool. I used to have a Mr. Ass figure with the green tights with the lips on it. Honestly, my favourite figure ever. I've actually got a signed photo of him up in my room here. Um, I loved Billy Gunn, right? So when I saw him, I was like, well, I need to go to this. So I convinced my dad to go with me. Um, my dad and my uncle, we went. Um, and honestly, this is where my dad said he doesn't like wrestling, right? But he went to that and he still goes now. <laughs> um, so we went to that. And then I was like, oh, this is actually really good. The uh, main event was Johnny Lyons against Crusher Crabe for the title, which was actually really good. Like, I remember watching it going, oh, these guys are actually decent. Uh, the match that drew me in was Stevie Xavier versus, what was it, Stevie Boy, um, against Bingo Balance. Yeah. In the, fir- the first like op- opener of the show. That was mental. It was like, I'd never seen anything like it. It was mm-hmm. like the wrestling I watched online in person. I was like, whoa. Uh, then you had obviously like people like Scotty Swift coming out, Larger Than Life sort of stuff. So um, obviously Aspen Faith was on that show as well. Uh, and then from there I just started going to their shows every so often. And then that's when I started to like Aspen Faith. Um, that's when he started doing like the whole hippie. Well, it was already the hippie horror stuff, but he started doing more like the Team Smash stuff uh, with like the pink gear and stuff like that. And that's when he was really cool. And then there was the Leonard side feud. They went into the next year, um, and he was just class so that really drew me in and then from there obviously i started going to sw for my 18th birthday my mom actually got me tickets to fear and loathing at the barras which was the year it was drew versus jester i'm glad that title, i've got to go um, which was like the biggest match ever like still to this day i still think that's the biggest match in scottish wrestling just because of how much hype it had behind it um even though it was only the barras rather than the sac and the hydro like they've done in years to come that was the big one uh so i remember me and my pal that was my birthday present. Um, I got offered 
to go like to Derby instead. And I was like, no, I want to go to SW. So I went to that. Uh, we went down. Oh, it was amazing. Um, so you just go to the barras and it was my first time. Well, actually, I'd been in the barras before for a gig when I was like 13. But going to the barras, um, seeing the rest and seeing the atmosphere at the show, and it was just something I'd never experienced before. That's which, really was, cool. which was wild. So and then that hooked me in. So I used to go into all the big shows, so like the Square Go, Fear and Loathing, Barramate, those sort mm-hmm. of things. And then once I met you and like Mark and all already I went with them and Mark, but like I met you and Gary and Dan and all that, that's when we started going down And Shannon. And Shannon, but she's not a wrestling fan anymore, so she can go fuck herself. <laughs> um so when I met all you guys, that's when there was more of a reason to go down because I had the pals down there. It was you know, there was actually a reason to go down. Mm-hmm. So we used to go down every week. Um, and then that was pretty much it. And I felt like we used to go down every other week. Do you know what's funny? So see, talking about Billy Gunn. So when me and Gary started going to the shows, like I said, we went to the Square Go. Then we started going to the garage. And we went religiously all the time. But then we started getting like a craving. We wanted to see more and more. And we were like... Because again, no matter how much you like wrestling, until you go to the live show and you get part of the crowd it's a whole other feeling it unlocks like something inside you yeah. the only way to describe it is if you're like a big sports fan basically as a sport but you know what I mean when you get really behind your team that's the only way you can describe it so there we found it was a show in Paisley which isn't that far away from us really uh, we went to that and it was to see Billy Gunn and managed to get meet and greet tickets which was really cool and I met Billy Gunn and I had a really funny ex- like back and forth with him so turned up and again it was mostly guys in the crowd then there was me and back then I was like the big redhead sort of thing um, and I was just talking about him and he was like Do you, are you even old enough to like know me and I was like yeah and I just started talking about all these matches that I liked from and all that stuff and he just looked at me as if oh didn't expect that um, I felt like I had to prove to him, prove to him that I actually <laughs> knew who he was and I wasn't just a girl getting a photo with him sort of thing so I started mentioning all these matches and stuff moments that I really liked etc and he was like oh pretty cool so I have like a really cool photo with him which is is nice and I think it was a couple months later I got a really cool photo with um, Cody Rhodes there as well so that was that was interesting um, but with that then so if we can take on to the next thing what do you think do you have like a favourite like a favourite show match so you've got a favourite match from one of these independent shows or or something like that Um. I mean, on that topic, by the way, just before we move on, um, I just Googled it, and um, the reason he probably asked that is you're actually younger than his kids. Um, really? So, yeah, that that must be mental to him. I used to fancy him a bit as well. I don't know what to tell him that. I mean, he's 58 now. He's only 60. Still good. It's wild, isn't it? Still good. Um, but anyway, yeah, so moving on, he said, so favourite matches um, or shows or anything like that. Like, my favourite match, like, in terms of atmosphere and just everything else is probably from an ICW show in Newcastle and it was Ricochet against Kenny Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how to describe it, but like I've never felt noise like that from a crowd. Like you know how wrestlers always talk about oh the crowd you can hear the crowd with them and all that. Like that was that was it. Like they had the crowd in the palm of their hand to the point where at one point they did a double down and then the crowd just like it was like not it was like silent and it just built and built and built to the point where the floor was shaking because everyone was like stamping their feet, and it, like even when you go back and watch it, it's loud, but it doesn't justify how loud it was in that venue. Yeah, it was genuinely one of the loudest like match I ever saw. But see, for you, I don't know if you agree. I think that was the best show 
I've ever been to because you had that match, which was absolutely amazing. You had the square goal, which at the time, everyone was really behind Joe winning, which eventually did. But you also had the big payoff match between Trent Seven and Wolfgang. And yep. that was one that, again, the whole crowd were behind and it was absolute class. Now, Lewis is never going to forgive you for this because he was on that show against Andy Wilde um, and you've just forgotten about it. Um, I didn't forget. It was... But I understand if you're trying to sell that show as a good show, maybe don't mention that match. Lewis was good. The match wasn't. The match in general was, wasn't good. Uh, but again... <laughs> I'm sure he'd probably agree. I think the best part is, honestly, back then, and again, this was the first time that there felt like a kind of like big mentality. So when the build for Trent going like for the title was like the best feeling... Again, another one I can't really put into words to describe. You you really felt it. You really wanted something to happen. I think it was the first time at an independent show that I really felt like more than just, oh, it's a match that's going on. I got really caught up in the moment. So when he finally won that title, the whole crowd were just screaming. It was a great feeling. And again, we're in Newcastle. It was the first time that all of us as friends and that, because back then we weren't going out. We were just all pals. Yep. Um, the first time we were all together and just had such a nice show because it was, what, one, two... There was like five or six of us there. Six, yeah. six of us. Um, and it was just like a great... But yeah, no, what I thought about it was absence. It was really good. I think I want to go back and watch it. To... But well, your favourite end of... Very similar. So one that I like was... Ironically, it was the night that me and you met for the first time. And I didn't like you, but we'll move on from that part. Yeah, again, before you start, <laughs> this show actually has a special place for me. Is obviously, growing up, watching ICW... Um, from like 20th onwards the garage was kind of their big thing and this was the first time I'd ever been to watch one of their shows mm-hmm. so this was like I've been to loads of their shows but I'd never been to a garage yeah. it was kind of like a, a mind blowing thing for me mm. so it was like oh I'm actually here like, it doesn't feel real um, explain why I said I didn't like you so <laughs> you just brushed over that one me and Gary used to go to the show Mark used to turn up and then Shannon and Dan used to turn up and it used to be when you were kind of queuing up outside we always kind of like got at the queue at the same time so the five of us started becoming quite friendly talking me and Shannon being one of the only two girls in the queue and stuff got quite friendly we had really similar interests and things so we were all talking we became quite friendly and again this was a show the night before the first hydro show and we were all like hey let's like all keep in touch let's all go to the hydro together let's meet up after it because was it survivor series the night after yeah yeah, Survivor Series. And we thought, hey, this is really cool. <laughs> Where your hatred started. Mate, don't even mention him again. With that quota of how many times you can mention that guy's name. So we thought we would we'd all meet up and stuff. So we made like a group chat, dead cheesy. And then Kyle turned up. And he was there. And he came with Mark. Mark introduced us to him and stuff. And I was like, hey, how are you? But Kyle was like really awkward and just quiet. So I thought it like he just didn't like me. So I decided to, rather than accept that, just hate him back. Um, and then I audibly turned around and said, let's not add him to this group chat. I'm probably never going to see him again. Now, you never audibly said it. I will add that. you Not to you, to everyone else. No, you, you sent it in the, in the group <laughs> chat. You, you, had, you said that as if you just turned around while I was there and went, we're not adding him. Um, yeah, because back then I thought, I mean, because again, we were having conversations and you just kept blanking me and I was like, well, he's a rude person. I'm never going to speak to him again. And, well, look what happened. You wore me down. (laughs) But 
anyway, at that show, like I said, I think the best match I've ever saw in person, there was Ricochet, BT Gun, Kenny Williams and Stevie Boy were all having like a four-way match. Everything was perfect. Just the timing was elite. It was amazing. And again, sorry, Lewis. I know you had a really good match with Ricochet the night after. But this, I think, was my favourite of the weekend. Yeah, no, this match was was wild. It was one of those just all-out, you know, high-fly matches. And it was the first time we'd seen Ricochet Mm -hmm. um, live as well. Obviously, I'd followed him for years and stuff, but I don't know if you'd seen him before. So because I knew he was going to the show, this happened quite a lot with ICW. They'd get a lot of people in. I'd I'd maybe not heard of prior to then, but then I would spend a lot of time like looking them up and watching their stuff. So I was excited to see him for everything I saw online. Um, and then when I saw him, I was like, oh, this guy is like, another level. And the reason that I liked this match in particular, BT, Kenny and Stevie oh, were all, they were and still are, I haven't followed them as much lately. They're all really good wrestlers. They were really good at that time. They were like some of the top guys at that time. But see, having this match was ricochet. I can't describe it. They were they pushed themselves to a level they weren't normally at. Yeah. And I think it helped. The crowds were in an amazing mood because a lot of people would came in for for um the hydro match, the hydro show that's coming along. All the guys were in like such high like endorphins because they knew they were going to have this amazing show the next day. So everything was great and then this match on top of it, I think it opened the show and honestly it blew it out of the water. This match on its own was better than the whole hydro show. Just with everything worked together. Yeah, I would say so. Um, but yeah, that, a great pick, to be honest. That match was mm-hmm. quality. I'd, I've got no comments to make other than that. Um, so, in terms of wrestling, like we've mentioned, obviously, our favourite shows, matches, whatever. But outside of that, what's kind of your, your sort of favourite experience that you've had because of wrestling or around wrestling? What's your kind of favourite experience? Um, well, of course, cheesy. Like, us getting together was pretty... Like, obviously, that came off the back of it, which is something which is mental. My mum always said, you need to get a new hobby, you'll never find a boyfriend going to wrestling. <laughs> Taught her. <laughs> um, but that was cool. So, my, my main thing was going to be, obviously, meeting Lita. That's something I never thought I was going to be able to do. That's honestly my favourite experience I've ever had in the whole world, and it could never top it. But off the side of it, and again, it's the cheesiest thing I'm going to say. I've now met like my all my close friends now through it, which I never thought. Again, years ago, it used to be something I never used to tell anyone. I used to like wrestling. It was kind of like, can't speak about it. So to now have like, such a close group of friends, again, we've mentioned some of them already through this. We've also got like scouting staff has been added to that. He's also a big fan of it. So having all that and having all these really cool friends and it got to the point where... Every second weekend, there was an ICW show, so we'd all meet up together. And then there was a period of time where I think they were on tour, so they didn't have any ma- like any shows for like over a month. So we started just like hanging out more. Like, used, would, used to would travel from Aberdeen, and you'd come stay at my flat, and then Shannon would come through from like Kilmarnock and things, and just... So if you want an actual wrestling thing, it's later, but something that came out of it, I think it was just like all the cool friends and that I've met through it. Which again is pure soppy. I'm not a soppy person, so I need to move on and call someone an arsehole again to keep my vibe up. Keep kayfabe. Okay, that was boring. Um, Fuck you. Moving on. Uh, for me, would it's pretty, the obvious one's WrestleMania um, and getting to experience that because that's like a 
that's a major sort of life event that is like just being able to see that it was the first time i'd ever been to america um so that's obviously a big thing when you, you sort of go there for the first time that's quite a wild thing um first time i'd ever like been anywhere like abroad without my parents um obviously i went with my uncle anyway but like it was that was a weird experience as well i said i was 18 so it's not exactly mental but that sort of stuff was quite wild and just seeing wrestlemania in general like see when you walk into a stadium full of wrestling fans like it's it's something else even if WWE isn't like your thing i feel like wrestlemania should be on everyone's bucket list mm-hmm. if you're a wrestling fan uh, a lot of people go oh i wouldn't go to wrestlemania or do see wouldn't you actually go it would blow your mind um so that's a, a big one um and then like you said that period of icw where we used to go every week and you know it was just it was just fun and it's one of those things like see when you, you're in the moment you don't realize how good it is until years later yeah um, and i feel like it there's obviously like the friendship side of it and like getting close with all you guys and obviously meeting you and us having a relationship and stuff but see just like aside from that like the actual wrestling part of it was like top quality like you were going to a top quality show pretty much every other week and we were proper invested in the stories and everything mm-hmm. um which i've struggled to find since so um that is probably up there like in terms of just that period of like sort of 2017 sort of time um and that obviously included things like newcastle and sort of that first thing i trip away is like friends and stuff so yeah and that would probably be my my big my big takeaway i would yeah. say um, which was pretty cool now we spoke about obviously like the things we've done going to wrestling shows and stuff like that what is your sort of favourite bit of either wrestling memorabilia or merch or anything that you've you've picked up over the years what's kind of your, your thing I have quite a few things so I'll go through them so number one um did I spend over three hundred odd pound on the like Attitude Era women's replica wrestling belt? Yes, I did. Um, I'm a planning to now have a whole Tristratus cosplay for Liverpool for an excuse to use it. Yes, I do. Um, so that's like my main thing. That's like something that again when I was little always wanted a title belt and stuff. I always said that I would eventually. I used to tell everyone I was going to become the women's champion. That was what I was going to be. And then I wanted to become the Intercontinental Champion. Don't know why. It was like a whole thing. Um, so yeah, to actually own that's pretty cool. I'm gonna get like the engraved and stuff with my name on it, so it's actually mine. And my plan is to get Trish and Lita to sign it eventually. I'm gonna meet Trish in a couple of weeks, that'll be easy. But I want to meet Lita again to get her to sign it because growing up, their like main event on Raw was like my favourite match. I know it's not great wrestling wise, technically there's a lot better wrestling matches, but it meant a lot to me. So that's my first one. Um I've also got a um hand signed Mr. Socko that I ordered while I was doing jury duty, which I think is illegal, so we just don't be a grass. Um, what else? I've just got loads of, like, random stuff. I've got loads of figures. I've also, beside us, I've got loads of, like, random wrestling figures. Like, what ones are they again? Um, depends. You've got different types. Um, these are the old Hasbro ones, the old Hasbro WWF yeah. uh, figures, or, sorry, Titan Sports figures as they were back then. Again, they were ones I got handed down. The issue is we have the really rare collectible Bret Hart one, but a dog's chewed his leg, so that's not brill. We've got a pretty good condition Brutus Barber beefcake. Yeah, and um, we've got a Scott Hall, which is class too. So, yeah, I think I've got loads of really cool stuff over time. 
my thing, I like collecting things. I've got a lot of figures um, and stuff. So yeah, I've got Pops, Wrestlers and a lot of Jane Silent Bob merch. So that's kind of like my niche. But that's like my favourite stuff, I would say, so far. What about you? Um, we've got the WrestleMania chair is the, the go-to. Um, like, the thing is, there's loads of cool wrestling chairs, but I would refuse to buy any of them because like, you can get them for like £100, right? Like, they're not expensive. But, like, I refuse to get them because I feel like it tarnishes it. I think you should only have them if you went to the event. Do you know what I mean? You're a gimp, though. Like, I know people collect them, so there's people who collect ones from, like, old events and stuff like that, like old WrestleManias, which is cool. But I feel like if, if you've not been to the event, it doesn't count. Um, so there's that. Um, but a random one, right? And I feel like we can't say the name because it has been cancelled, right? But who cares? So when Jimmy Havoc and Mikey Whiplash had their big death match in the in the garage at ICW in, what, 2018 or something like that, mm-hmm. um, and they did the shattered glass... Um, bits of glass landed like in our clothes and I still somewhere have shards of glass from that glass pane and drawn pins as well so like that's quite cool cool to have stuff like that from a match like that we nearly Um, had the staple that was in his chest because it asked me to take it out and I point blank refused his face and went that's clatty I'm not doing that (laughs) because I was like I'm not touching it (laughs) Yeah, um, and stuff like that. Like, see the little moment mementos that you can't really buy. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of the big thing. Like, those are kind of priceless. Like, they're cool memories and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, I like stuff like that. Uh, that. That's pretty much it for stuff I've got. I've got loads of like signed eight by tens and figures and all that stuff. But that's cool. But like, see that the stuff that's attached to memories are always cooler. Yeah. I think. Um, and we do have, also both of us do, <laughs> we have Stone Cold Steve Austin vests and you dressed up as Stone Cold for a party one time, which was the funniest thing in the world. Your bald cap split and everything. <laughs> and what was it, Sprite you had because you couldn't drink beer or something weird like that, didn't you? Yeah, but the best part was um, sitting or standing in the queue at a McDonald's in Kilmarnock at like one in the morning. Because you were dressed as Stone Cold, I was dressed as Mulan in an outfit which clearly was about three sizes too small, so it was starting to burst around me. Um, and Mark was dressed as the Necro Butcher. Yep, Necro Farmer. With the weed leaf and everything um, drawn in his arm. But the funniest part was Kayleigh was working that day, right? So Mark came down, came to the flat, and me and him went to Tesco and bought like everything he needed. So got a pair of jeans, cut them off, so they were like necro butcher shorts, um, got chalk to write on the shirt, um, got a staple gun. A full staple gun, which he offered to staple me with, and I was like, no, you're all right. Um, what else do we have? Skewers. Skewers, he bought I saw that, but no, we all refused to do that. Um, Not all of us. And all that sort Mark of stuff. Mark nearly did. So yeah, so that was quite fun. But yeah, that was a, that was a thing and a half. But Interesting. Now, I, I'm I'm scared to ask the next one, right? Because I've angered you already so far on this podcast, right? And, and we're reaching the tail end of the episode, so I don't want to leave on a, a sour note too much. But the next ones are wrestling pet peeves, right? So things that we don't like in wrestling, so whether it just annoys us or whatever. So what, what sort of pet peeves do you have? Well, as everyone could probably guess, I have a wee list. But I'll only say one, my, well, maybe two. My main pet peeve, and I hope people agree with this, 
because it makes no logical sense. Why is there a six-man tag team titles? Why are they called six-man? The reason that I have an issue, number one, only three people hold the tag, like these belts, not six. That's your first problem. There's not always six people in the match. You can have three. Sorry, minimum six. You can have nine, 12. You can have any domination of three. So the fact they call a six-man tag team titles, that's probably the reason Bring It On went out of business for stupidity like that. Okay. That's my first one. Okay. Do you get me though? Do you understand where I'm coming from? I don't get. I don't get the anger behind it. It's it's stupid though. It's it's not what it's called. Okay. Would you not have the four man titles? No, it's tag titles. It's not four man titles. Is there always four people in tag title matches? No. There can be more. Is there always only six people in these ones? No. There's more, and it's not six people holding the tag titles. It's not a six man. Because in that case, you have a group of six. Okay. Which other one? Just dumb logic. It's very similar to that, but just things that just don't make sense. Just, for example, and again, we'll we'll go back to um, the man who we don't like. So there was like a whole like thing where he got bet off half a jackhammer, but then a whole hammer did nothing to him. He got smashed in the face by Seth Rollins, like crushed everything, all this stuff, red spooky dust, all that stuff. Absolutely fine. The fiend popped up, came out whatever then he got half a move by some absolute bampot and it kept him down nah no feeling it hate logic like that okay um i've got a couple uh see if you agree with these right so the first one is when wwe always do this right they always film the perspective where you can see the wrestler's eyes as they're being pinned but they always look at the referee to obviously see when to kick out but then when they're not kicking out, they obviously don't look at the referee. So you can tell whenever someone's going to kick out and it really bugs me. So that is the one thing that annoys me. Like, just film it from another angle. Yeah. Because it's obvious. Like, see if you've just been hit with a massive move and the guy's pinning you and you're just staring at the referee. Why are you staring at the referee? That annoys me. The camera angles just now are terrible. They cut too much as well. Well, that's so. my next one, is that every time there's some sort of impact or hit, they cut a different camera angle it's actually jarring to watch sometimes derby because they do that like it, so say someone like punches three or four times in a row they'll cut the camera every well, time do you know something to do with that but i was watching another week and this is kind of boring so apologies i was watching a really good analogy and someone was talking about it's very similar to like action movies just now like like especially in like the, the kind of western culture sort of thing Whenever they have an action movie, they hit something, they move, they keep always like following and moving, and then it doesn't get as much of an impact. Whereas if you watch like an old fashioned like Jackie Chan movie, it's the camera is rigid on Jackie Chan, and then it means that everything is hitting. He could be doing the same moves, like he filmed it differently because he did an experiment. They filmed the same thing in two ways. When the camera's static and you see it and you see how it's going and you see the timing, it looks one much more severe. It looks better because it's much more choreographed and it looks more impressive. You're doing the same thing, but cutting it makes it look fake to the eye. It's like anything to me. You watch like a YouTube video, you might not subconsciously realise it, but when you see all the cuts on something, it doesn't flow as easily, which is like you're not automatically like thinking that when you see this match. But if you just keep it static, you see it better. Do you get me? I guess so, yeah. And that's something I think would make it better. Um, So I've got another one here, which... And this might be controversial to some people, right? But 
it's when wrestlers take kayfabe too far, right? And I'm not saying that kayfabe's a bad thing, because obviously it's the whole point of wrestling, right? But see when you see like certain people try to protect their character on Twitter or whatever, and I'm like, see, to be honest though, you're shite. Nobody cares who you actually are, right? No one cares if you actually like, you know, got the cinema or t- going to walk in your dog, right? You don't have to tweet and gimmick all the time, right? You're a bit shit. That annoys me, right? There are certain th- people that is great, you know, like... See, I don't agree with you. I think it's all right. Like, but... It just gives me the ick, right? Do you know what it I It gives do? me the ick. Do you I, know what I don't I like said it. I said it. It gives me the ick. No. I kind of get what you mean by the whole, like, too much kayfabe thing. There's some people that see, I don't know, if you're just having, like, a standard conversation with them, and, like, maybe you know them, but then the whole time they're just trying to be, like... To, and you're like, mate, no, I'm asking as a person, like, are you all right? Like, do you want a McDonald's? Like, you don't have to then give me some promo about how McDonald's is for the... Like, do you know what I mean? Shut up. Like, just talk to me normally. But no, it's... Like, I, what I'm trying to say is, right, it's, like, it's fine to obviously, if you're feuding with someone, to be like, oh, by the way, they're a bam, right? But see if you're, like, pure, completely different online. It's just weird, like... You're a grown man. Like, so do you, do you want them to have, like, maybe two Twitters or something? Is that what you're saying? Like, do you no, want them to have, like, their gimmick one and then normal? Like, not even Why that. are you so obsessed with what people do online? Not even that, right? But see, like, put it this way, right? I feel like I need an example because I don't know where you're going with this. So, like, you know how Kane is a big scary man, right? Like, but we all know he's not actually, like, a big scary man, right? Yeah, he's hard. He can batter you. But he's not going to tweet being like, oh, I just burned my parents alive, right? <laughs> Why? He's, he, like, that stuff's all make-believe, right? So it's not like... Look at UFC, right? Paddy the Baddy could batter me, right? But see, because he tweets about going to McDonald's, that doesn't make me think, oh, he's not actually that mental. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Now, what I ask you something, playing devil's advocate. On the other side, though, don't... But you also then, and I'll, I'll use an example, you love, like, for example, Ronan, like, what he's doing. And he's, like, all for it online. So is it maybe the person? Is it only if No, you... for, the mo- for the most part, it is the person doing it. Like I said, for some people, it's embarrassing. For some people, it's fine. Okay, so you try to say, if you are a terrible wrestler and basically shouldn't be wrestling because you're terrible at it, then what's the point in keeping your gimmick going because you just need to get up? Is that what you're saying? Maybe. Like, this might be the actual issue. It might be shite wrestlers keeping kayfabe. So you've got one... So basically, you've got one person who I don't know who it is. You're not going to admit who it is. You've got someone that you think is a terrible wrestler. So the fact that they are not just wrestling, so it's not just annoying you when they're in the ring, the fact they're bringing wrestling onto Twitter, you don't want to see anything to do with them, so it's pissing you off. Not even that. Block them. Not even that. It's just embarrassing. Block them. It's just it's just the ick. Okay, block them. Like, see if you're going to do it. Right, here's the thing. If you're going to do it, be good at it. That's the thing. Right, so, uh, that's pretty much it, is, okay. is my thing. Um, and uh, I don't know. It's not like when they take it too far. Yeah. But then, so I do like it, but some people take it too far. Like, Ronan takes it too far, and it's brilliant. But, okay. then, but then there's certain people out there that are just, oh. But then there's some people who do it well and take it far. Again, do you have any examples, or you want to just keep that to yourself? Or I can't actually think of any examples right now. Um, so you've wound yourself up over nothing? Pretty much, yeah. It's what I do. Okay. That's what okay. I do. But we're an hour and 25 minutes into this, so nobody's actually listening at this point anyway. And if you are, fair play. Um, bye. Then just bam them up. Just get it. Just keep the cafe around them at all times. See when you see him at shows and all that, just only talk in character. Like, just really wind them up, because I'll play along. No, but that's even more embarrassing. I might make a gimmick. I might start just doing cafe online. Do you, know what, do you know what I think really annoys me about it, right? Is that 
people on Twitter like know what's happening. People on Twitter probably are they're smart to it, right? I but with them no. They probably won't have Twitter. Let's be honest. Okay, whatever. I feel like there are more Facebook people. Just because you like I know what it is. You just love the gossip. You just like not even that. You love knowing someone as a person. You just want to know everyone, don't you? You just want to know what they're like. You're dead boring. You love finding out when someone's walking their dog and all that, what their habits are when they like what they have at McDonald's, that sort of thing, you're into. Yeah, but then, that's what it is, and they're just not giving you that, so you're just it's no fulfilling you. Do you know what it really is? It's just people I can't believe. It's really the big issue. Okay. Like, see if I can't already believe you when you're in the ring, and you're going on Twitter going, "Oh, I'm gonna beat you up." Oh, I have one person does that for me. I'm like, mate, you couldn't fight sleep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you couldn't hit water if you fell at a boat. So don't go online trying to say you're gonna do something because shut back to bed. That's probably it, but. We'll move on from that anyway. Um, but <laughs> one of them, right? Um, and this is the last one. And um, this is actually like the other one. The other ones are probably just well. There's ones about there are be, but then that last one was just a generic sort of thing. There wasn't actually anyone like targeted with that. But this one, um, this might actually be aimed at a certain wrestling promotion, um, one that we go to regularly. Um, so if they're listening, um, take a, take notes. So WrestleZone Kyle's obviously got something he doesn't like. So it, it, it's not just them who do this, but this is they did it. Announcing everyone for a rumble. Stop it! Stop announcing everyone. For, everyone likes a rumble because it's oh, who's going to come out? And then see, see, you know the worst feeling ever, right? Not even when they just announce somebody, when they tell you who's going to be last in the rumble, and it gets to the last person, you're like, well, we know who it is, yeah. Unless it's someone really cool. You know, I'll 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 actually like second you on this a wee bit because. See, even if I know, for example, you're having a 30-man rumble, you've got 30 people in your roster, so I know they're all going to be there, I know there's not going to be any surprises. I still just like to play that game. Like, when your mind wanders thinking what could happen, that's sometimes the best part of a rumble. Do you get me? Exactly. And also, um, I love playing the game where we go in a random number generator, and then that's your boy, and you have to support them no matter how terrible they are. So... Like, I but, like playing that game. I already know it doesn't, it doesn't make it as fun. The thing is, WWE do it as well, right? You did it for the women's one. They and, announced most of them, yeah, and they, I was like, they oh, you're doing Everyone, like, even surprises. But, like, for example, right, that wrestler's on show, right? So, see Alex Webb, right? Mm-hmm. He wasn't in any other matches. He wasn't in any other matches on that show, right? Imagine he just showed up out the blue. Nobody knew about it. Oh, it'd be brilliant, right? I don't know. It's, it's things like that that. But that bug me. They really irk you. Yeah, and it's really niche things, isn't it? Like, okay. There's, there's nothing worth actually getting angry about. But that those are the things that that uh, irk me. And if you'd like to know more, there's definitely more. Um, I'm more than happy to to sort of maybe even have a special room one hundred one type episode, um, where we we talk about our wrestling hates. Um, so let let me know if that'd be interesting. For I anyone. think we should also at one point do the opposite. Don't we think we don't pet peeves things that we nobody, really really enjoy. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about the stuff you like. We all just want to hear things you don't like. That's why everyone listens to the reviews. Like as much as they want their egos boosted, they also want to know what we've not done, what we don't, what we didn't like, what we thought was shite. That's why they listen, really. Well, they they love me. I'm actually a positive person, but see when you get me going, I could name everything that I hate. So. Right. Well, funnily enough, our last question here is a more negative one, um, but it's quite an interesting topic. It's the type of wrestling that you just doesn't click for you. It you don't quite vibe with it. Um, I'll go first. Like for me, it's kind of the the sort of 
generic Japanese wrestling. Like as much as I try and get into New Japan, right? And I I do enjoy New Japan when it comes to like Wrestle Kingdom, um, Best of the Super Juniors is mainly where I like it. But that's mainly because it's the cruiserweight style, um, strong style wrestling in general. Yeah, but I'm talking like Okada Tanahashi, like the things that people think is like amazing, like seven star matches or whatever. I just can't get behind that. I agree you? with you. No, I totally agree. At the end of the day, I need to feel something for it and see if it's just a generic match. I'm just not not vibing with it. Like, I don't I wouldn't say I have one particular type that I really enjoy. I've got bits here and bits there. Yeah. Like I really like the kind of like bruiser technical thing. Again, I'll use Pete Dunn. You know how he can like, he does all the like joint manipulation, it's really like smart, like you watch it and you really like it looks real. You're like, oh, I could see that happening. Oh, I get that. Like, someone's bent your wrist before, you know how it hurts. Things like that. I really like that. See the whole thing with, like, they break, pretend to break your fingers and stuff. Love all that. Love when it's proper, like, going for it. So on the other hand, when you've got people that are just flipping about for nothing, I hate that. That's my big thing. And going back to something that's a pet peeve, just no logic. Just because you've flipped in the air and hardly touched the guy... Why do I care about that? Why? Especially see if it's a match where... Again, this can go every so often, they're all right, but see if it's like a big grudge match where two guys, you're just letting them loose to really want to batter each other. So they're sitting doing like hunters of spins in the air and stuff. No, you're not really... I feel like you're not really going for it. Like, why build a match saying, oh, these two can't keep their hands off each other then they're flitting about the ring, they're doing handstands, cartwheels and looking like they're trying to like get a gold medal at the Olympics? Like, it's just not my thing. That's, that's the sort of wrestling I don't vibe with. Fair. But do you get what I mean, though? Yeah, no, like, I get it. I get there's it. places for it, and sometimes there's not places for it, and it just ruins the vibe. Okay, I get it. Um, only thing as well for me is, like, see the generic kind of sports entertainment stuff that WWE do sometimes. Like, see when it's like, I don't know. I, I, nowadays, I like both these guys, but see, like, back in 2009, like, Randy Orton versus Sheamus or something. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, that kind of boring kind of wrestling. Not really my thing back then. Um... I hate a match for the sake of having someone in a match. Yeah. Because, again, you, this is the thing. Some people do it well and some people don't. You could make a lot out of it. So even if you two just have to have a random match, you could make something out of it. You could make a story last just for that match, which people don't look into the storytelling aspect of it anymore. People just go in there and just do something and leave. So if no one has any feelings about it, then what, what's what's the point? Um, whereas when you've just got two people you feel indifferent about, you're like, well, you might as well just cut that and give me like an extra five minutes here, five minutes there or something I actually enjoy. So, yeah, I get you. And the WWE can be really bad for that sometimes, having a match for no reason. And again, I don't I don't need a three-week, four-week, <laughs> like two-year storyline. You can tell a story in that match. Yeah. I know it's easy for me to say I'm not a wrestler, but I've watched enough of it. For now, I can see you jumping between those ropes one day. I would love to, honestly. Do you know, the only thing that's ever stopped me becoming a wrestler, I feel like I like it so much, I'd put too much pressure on myself and I'd be absolutely terrible and I'd never be able to look anyone in the eye again. And I'm also a wee bit nervous to get someone to train me because I feel like if I was really terrible, I couldn't, again, look them in the eye. Ah, you can get a bash. Who knows? But anyway, I think we've spoke for long enough. Um, fair play to anyone that's got this far listened to us talk absolute shite um, I very much appreciate anyone uh, that's listened uh, as always you know if you like the podcast make sure to follow us give us a wee rating on um, Spotify or Apple Podcasts and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts as well 
Make sure you follow us on Twitter. We are KK WrestlePod on Twitter and our personal Twitters, KyleWattUK and Kaylee. KayleF. Kaylee Laugh. No, it's just KayleF, is it? I don't know. KayleF. Something I think, like I think that. It's Kaylee Laugh. I'll see it anyway. At least I know. At least I know what your socials are. Uh, so, yeah, make sure to follow us over there. And again, if you've got any questions you'd like to know, uh, let us know. Um, podcast will be every Tuesday, is now our day of upload. So, expect a podcast every Tuesday from now on. And if we don't get one up every Tuesday, you can come and try and fight us. We're actually going to be regular. We've got some good plans in place. We're trying to plan out the next couple of weeks and months. We've got a lot of cool ideas coming. Um, so some of you might get a cheeky wee DM in the near future. Um, so yeah, a lot of things coming. We're just really trying to find our stride. So tell us know what you think. Cool. So yeah, thank you very much for listening, guys. We will see you next week. Until then, catch you later. Bye.